What's up, boys? Welcome back to Kentucky Gentleman Podcast. This is week 11, and uh, guys, I'm stoked to be back with you guys for another week, and uh, stoked to uh, be getting closer to the playoffs. We got a lot of people actually in contention to uh, try and get to that last playoff spot. We got three teams at 5-5 five and five and three teams at 4-6, and six, so it's going to be a barn burner. I think there's only about Three teams right now that are probably locks for the playoffs. So, buckle up, boys. It's about to be uh, it's about to be a ride that we're uh, coming into on these last four weeks of the regular season. Anything could happen. Um, you know, Ben could come from two and six and make the playoffs. I mean, who would have thunk it? I mean, we'll discuss this a little later, but. You know, I feel like our our featured guest has something to say about that. And uh, you know what? I disagree with him. So we'll talk about that a little more. Uh, Ben, love you, buddy. But uh, I don't think you're going to be able to pull off the the improbable. But hey, you never know. But as we uh, jump into this week 11, we had some very interesting outcomes this last week um, that are really shaping... uh, shaping out to make this this last little push in this last part of this season very entertaining. Um, we've had some teams have some really great luck, um, Carter, uh, as far as, you know, dogfighting it out and uh, winning some ugly games. But, hey, sometimes, you know, you got to win those games um, and you've had the better fortune in those games than the other people. So... You got to take advantage of your situation, and you've taken advantage of it. So nobody can fault you there. Um, Jordan is still sitting uh, in prime position now after after beating me this last week and really uh, taking a commanding two game lead in the uh, West Division. Um, it's up for grabs over there in the East with Carter at eight and two and Reed on a hot streak as well. I mean, two of the hottest teams right now as far as wins in a row got one with seven wins in a row and the other with uh, six straight so both are bringing in lengthy win strengths into these critical matchups coming up this week Uh, we got Jordan and Carter rematch number two and we've got Reed and Cameron uh, rematch number two and funny thing is that uh, both of the uh, win streak guys both lost to uh, the two guys they're playing um, earlier in the season so and uh, maybe, maybe both of these teams can go two and zero. Maybe Reed and Carter will uh, make it interesting and split the uh, regular season record. Um, but we're gonna have to wait and find out how that goes. Um, but guys, I'm gonna keep this short just because we got a lengthy uh, featured guest speaker, and uh, I want you guys to uh, have you know. Not a ton of time. It's probably going to be close to two hours, but um, I think, you know, you don't have to listen to this straight. Just pop it on when you can. I feel like that's what most people are doing anyway. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to welcome in our featured guest. Um, I want to thank him ahead of time um, again for stepping on the show and he probably would say that it's been uh, long-awaited and um, well-deserved to get on here, but uh, 
I think timing is everything, and you know I got to save. I had to save Carter for near the end, so uh, please welcome Carter to the Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, Carter? Can you hear me? Oh, shit, I have myself muted. What is up, buddy? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing all right for Wednesday. Right on. Yeah, dude, this this thing's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm like cracking up that Shannon wore his Texans jersey and thought you were going to be able to see him when he got on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, happy to be here. Uh, obviously, both of us are off pretty early today, which is uh, no complaints, you know. Yeah, yeah. I actually took the day off today, so it worked out. It worked nice. out well that you're off right now, so we could do it. Nice, nice. Well, let's uh, skip the formalities and uh, let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, man. I like it. I like it already. Uh, all right, so uh, I got a couple questions for you, per usual. Uh, I know right now you're at the top of the standings with the best record in the league. Uh, what do you credit? What do you credit your success yep. this season to? Well, you know, uh, I guess my motto in fantasy football and just about anything really is uh, I'd rather be lucky than good. And this year, I think I have been a lot luckier than I have been good. So a lot of luck, a lot of well-timed trades on my part. You know, obviously shuffled the roster quite a bit this year. Um, I think more so than anybody really ever can. Uh, I think I've got, I think I've got four guys <laughs> yeah. on my roster that I drafted originally. So, um, lot, a lot of luck, you know, I guess is what I'll say about it. Fair, fair. I, I agree. Sometimes it is better to be uh, lucky than good in fantasy football. And, uh, I think you definitely took advantage of some, uh, matchups that, that went your way when they were on the low in, low scoring side. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I think actually looking at it, a lot of the guys I traded to have all missed at least a game or two since, since uh, leaving my team. I don't know if that's them, you know, holding out. They, you know, they only like playing for me, but um, the most obvious one, most obvious ones like Chris (laughs) Carson to Joe, um, which I almost felt bad about. Um, he was supposed to – he was, like, questionable to play in their upcoming, like, Thursday night game. And then he ended up not playing that game, which Joe and I both kind of anticipated yeah. at the time of the trade. But then that weekend went by, and on, like, Sunday, they were saying if it was a Sunday game, he might have been able to play. Uh, they didn't anticipate him missing any more time. And Monday or Tuesday, they put him on IR, and he missed the next yeah. three games, and I don't think I, – I don't think he's played yet, which is just crazy. So – like something like that. I mean, how how could you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Total total luck there. I know James Robinson. Obviously, he missed a game here recently. Uh, DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's been banged up here lately. I mean, just a handful of guys. That yeah. Darren Waller, I think, missed time and is just kind of just now getting back to himself. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said, you can't. You can't really anticipate any of that stuff. No, I don't think any of those guys were hurt when I traded them. So, other than Chris Carson, yeah, I mean, you're you're uh, already alluding to my next question, which is just uh, 
the trade factor. I mean, you've been all over the place with trades this year. I mean, trades are an integral part of fantasy football, but why so many trades this year? And, and it seems like a, a new approach this season that you've taken. So walk me through that approach and why, why there's so many trades. Yeah. Um, obviously when I drafted my team, the joke was, you know, if they've been hurt in the last, uh, last couple seasons, I wanted them, you know, and I was trying to really bank on these guys falling because they've missed some time and because of their injury history and hoping to same thing. I mean, just kind of get lucky, I guess. And, uh, I, um, ended up not really being too happy with my team after losing a couple games early in the season and was just kind of looking at it and, you know, trying to see where I could get value. Basically the strategy became, let me get a guy who's stacked at running back and needs a wide receiver. He'll be more likely to undervalue one of those running backs and overvalue one of my receivers, you know? And so doing like package deals and stuff, you know, for some of these moves, a lot of two for ones, three for ones, three for twos, you know, stuff like that to try to get higher quality players for, you know, a couple bench guys and maybe a starter, you know, something like that. But then take that running back that I just got from this guy and flip him right back to somebody else who needs a running back and get an even better receiver out of it. And just continuing from there basically is kind of what I ended up doing. And it was like, once I got started, I just, I couldn't stop. I mean, until, (laughs) until all of a sudden I've got like three first round running backs on my roster now. (laughs) Uh, And really liking where I'm at at this point. Yeah, man. I mean, it's worked out pretty well for you. I mean, even getting, I mean, it was like, I don't know if you had like a sixth sense about it, but you get A.J. Dillon like before the one o'clock kickoff and then Aaron Jones is scheduled to probably miss like a couple weeks now. Like that might have been like, what? the luckiest <laughs> trade out of all these trades. That was probably the craziest one. It was literally like eight minutes before the uh, for me, it's the noon games, you know, but the early games started and uh, I just hit up camp yeah. like 15 minutes before the games. I just hit up camp and I was like, hey, I've got your handcuff. You've got my handcuff. I'd rather I'd rather have kind of the peace of mind of knowing that if something did happen, you know, we both got our guys, you know, because it's one thing like, yeah, if Ezekiel yeah. Elliott got hurt, all of a sudden now you get an RB1 in Tony Pollard, you know, and so that's huge and that can win you a fantasy oh, championship. Yeah. But we both kind of agreed pretty quickly with I mean, there was like little to no discussion about it. We both felt the same way where it's like, yeah, but I kind of like where I'm at right now. I'd rather have you know, that, that safety net, I guess. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't wait until, you know, Monday or Tuesday to hit him up about that. Obviously he made it happen pretty quick. So <laughs> yeah, worked out very was, well. Um, I don't think I'd be able to get Dylan from him at this point. So no, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't believe that, yeah, that it had happened. I mean, obviously on paper, that's just like, okay, that seems significant. But then obviously with the injury to Jones, it's, Obviously, it becomes, you know, valuable down the stretch. Luckily, it seems like Jones has avoided any kind of major, you know, out the rest of the season injury, but still to, to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think Jones is the better running back, but Dylan's been playing really well. Both, both Dylan and Pollard, I think, are, I mean, reasonable, like, flex options, you know, anyway, just by themselves, even as backups. Um, they've been doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the injury, obviously, I mean, huge, huge move, especially since in all these moves that I've made, I've given up basically all my depth. You know, I'd be starting like Miles Gaskin the rest of the way if I, if Jones would have missed significant time and I didn't get Dylan. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, man. I mean, the trades have worked out in your favor to to an extent, I would say, and I think you've gotten some good value. I mean, the Michael Thomas, him just like completely being out the rest of the season had to sting a little. Oh my god! Dude. I, as soon as he started saying Calvin Ridley, I feel you, man. Like that's my dog. <laughs> like all, I was like. He's going to do the same shit. He's just going to walk off the field right now. I mean, I, I already saw it coming. I knew I was losing both of them. I mean, it. God. he was basically what I was banking on, you know, him and Calvin Ridley. I mean, one or the other, I'd be, I wouldn't even be worried about it. But the fact that both of them, you know, are doing what they're doing right now, I mean, just drives me nuts, obviously. Yeah, that was, that was definitely tough. I hate that, dude. But, uh... <laughs> So much talent, and I mean, he just doesn't even want to get on the football field. It just drives me nuts. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's. I know Michael Thomas's was a setback. I don't know how much of a setback. I guess enough for him to say, "I'm not even going to step foot on the field this season." But yeah, I who knows really? I mean, I I think I was I was listening to. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson talking about it because it's like his godson or something, you know, they're like family. And he was, he was defending him hard that it's, a, it was a, a setback. It was an ankle, you know, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I just think the timing's really weird. You know, right when Jameis got hurt, he would come in and potentially kind of hurt his value. You know, if he, if he wasn't able to get the ball, you know, if he had like an Odell season, you know, or something like that. You know, he comes back and everybody be saying, oh, he's not the same player and stuff like that. I, I just think the timing's a little bit weird. But, um, you know, I mean, I'll survive. I've uh, continued to win. So not not too mad about it, that's for sure. <laughs> Nothing devastating. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're closing in on these last five weeks before the playoffs. Uh, what do you think about your team winning it all this year? And then who do you see as your biggest threat to winning it all? So... My team is pretty much built for the playoffs, I feel like. I mean, that's that's pretty much been my goal this whole season is to, like I said, I've traded away all my depth, try to get the best starting roster that I could have come playoffs. And uh, I really like my chances, you know, especially it gives Saquon a couple weeks to come back. Calvin Ridley is able to come back um, for week 12, I think. I'm hoping it's been enough time for him and, you know, he comes back and, I mean, hopefully he's even better than he was before because he's got his head on straight and stuff like that, you know, is really what I'm hoping for and kind of banking on. I don't love the idea of going into the playoffs starting Jalen Waddle, even though he's been pretty decent for me. He's one of the, one of the few guys I drafted. (laughs) So, um, hoping that he can keep doing, you know, at least what he's been doing. Um, he, he's kind of a, high floor guy, but I like my odds, you know, um, the rest of this season, I'm not so sure about, I still have a couple big buys. I got Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, um, the Packers running backs all going on by here, um, in the next few weeks. So it's, it's going to be pretty tight, you know, here to end the season, but, um, I've got a 100% chance of making the playoffs at this point. So that's where I want to be, you know, a bye week would be great, but, uh, as far as, who I think is the biggest competition. That's a tough one. Um, goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it's tough to know who's going to be in the playoffs, really. You know, I mean, I know you've been saying all season you don't want to see Shannon in the playoffs. And 
I agree with you, but his team's so inconsistent. If you can just catch, you know, one of these weeks, you know, he, I mean, it seems like he puts up 130, 140, or he puts up like 90, you know, I mean, every single week. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, honestly, I mean, Jordan's got a good team. I would not want to face Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs. You know, I mean, that guy can that guy can wreck a game by himself. But if um, this is going to be a weird answer, but if Ben were yeah. somehow able to make it, which he's getting close here, and I actually that's one of my hot takes for this is I, I think Ben makes the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, okay. I, I mean, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He's moment. done a pretty good job shaking up his lineup. He's got the best quarterback. I mean, he's got good enough running backs that, you know, definitely get decent volume. If Stefan Diggs can keep doing what he's doing, and, I mean, if you catch Kyle Pitts on the wrong week, I, th- I think he's as good as anybody. He's got as good a shot as anybody. Really, I do. Um, he and I are we, – we've talked a lot of trades and stuff this year, and we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, I think he's been, he's been pretty impressive with what he's been able to do, kind of shaking things up. Um, with his lineup and stuff like that too, because he had so many injuries early in the year. So, um, I'll, I'll go with Ben. Fuck it. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, getting hot at the right time is always a, a key part of fantasy. So all it all it takes is your guys to get hot at the right time, and you can go on a streak and win it all. I mean. Yeah. I also Reed didn't even call me the biggest competition in our division and I uh, I don't want to give Jordan the satisfaction. So <laughs> that, that is fair. That is, that is fair. But yeah, I mean Jordan's team is definitely if McCaffrey can stay healthy, that's that's going to be tough to contend with for sure. He'll he'll probably end up winning the uh the regular season points points for um, which I think we're paying fifty or a hundred bucks for, so I know he'll be happy about that. Yeah, is it is it? It's a uh, best record, then points for tiebreaker, right? Is I I have to go back. I took a screenshot of the text, so I know I've got it here. Actually, I'll pull it up while we're kind of talking um, to clarify that for everybody. Um, it may be we. I I, I can't remember. We might have done points. Points four pays out, yeah, and then. Second place gets some, and winner gets the rest. Um, but I can't remember exactly. It might be first seed. Let me try. To, I'll try to find it while we're talking here. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's got a good team. I mean, I think Reed did a nice job of shaking up his team um, a little bit to where you know he could make a run. I mean, now he's on a six-game win streak. Um. Yeah. Poor, poor, that, poor, that's been driving me nuts. <laughs> poor Huseman. I, I mean, that's Huseman. Um, Hugh, actually, real quick before you even get into Huseman, I want to clarify something because Huseman came on came on the pod a couple weeks ago. I had talked to him. I'd been talking to him about a trade for like two days before he got on here, and uh, and then I talked to him like 15 minutes before he was getting on this call, and. I know a couple of guys have gotten on here and joked about how deflated and depressed he sounded when he got on here. And um, I, I honestly think it was because I had him so convinced that his team was garbage, trying to get him to trade me all of his best players. <laughs> I was trying to get Devontae Adams from him. And I, I mean, it was to the point where I had him saying like, yeah, you know what? I just might like, I, I might, I was offering him, 
I was offering him, <laughs> I think Aaron Jones and like Tyler Lockett, who I ended up trading him for. That was, that was the worst trade I made all season. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, I think it was those, like those two or something like that for uh, Daryl Henderson and Devontae <laughs> Adams. And I had him on the cusp of making that trade because he was so convinced that his team was just garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I, his team's not bad. No. Like I know you know that. That's why you're making this joke, like the joke no, about it. His, not his bad team is all. not bad. He's got as good a starting lineup as anybody. I mean, he's had some bad luck with like DJ Moore has obviously fallen off very hard, and then he just hasn't had like these big performances that you need to win games. You know, I mean, not everybody's going to be consistently putting up you know 15 to 20 points every week for you. So you need one guy to go for 25 to 30. You know, to really get a good chance at winning. Obviously, Mahomes hasn't really done that for him either um he finally had a good week when the rest of his team was down you know and he's just i mean once again it kind of all comes back to luck i guess he's been pretty unlucky with some of that but yeah i had him so convinced that i mean he was missing the playoffs and you know what's the point of keeping Devonte adams he's not going to do any good you know in the consolation bracket and he um i think he believed it um a little bit more than i thought even because he came on here and he just sounded like a wreck i mean i felt i, I like felt bad listening to it <laughs> he did def- he definitely sounded like depressed when he was on here i mean i i think he may be more depressed after this last week's loss i mean just it's a bad loss for him i mean he wouldn't have won it anyway ben it was, he played ben yeah he ben went off on him yeah ben seemed just yeah like ben had the most points yeah. um always tough obviously when you're playing the guy that has the most points um yeah, I mean, tough break for him. He, uh, I know he was looking at it when we were talking. I was trying to convince him that he was going to lose both games to you and I, which he should have won both of those games, actually. Um, I got very lucky to beat him. Um, Matt Gay, who solely because of that, I'm trying really hard this week to not drop while he's on his bye. Um, beat, beat out. I, I came in down three, <laughs> and he beat out Daryl Henderson for a win two weeks ago. Uh, I know that was a tough one for him, but I had him convinced he was going to drop both games against us. And then he was looking at it and thinking, you know, well, I'd have to win out from there. And um, I know, I know this last week, you know, hurt him pretty bad. Um, He's now got a 37% chance of making the playoffs and, you know, it's not looking the best for him, but I mean, I really think it's anyone's game. I mean, there's three spots that are pretty well locked in and that's probably me, Jordan and Reed. And then, and then from there, I mean, it's just wide open. Um, pretty much everybody but oh, Joe yeah, for sure. is in. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> I will say real quick, I don't know if Joe – Joe hasn't even responded in the group chat, I don't think, since I, tra- I traded him for Jonathan Taylor. And so I don't know what Joe's planning or, you know, what's going on in his head right now. But if he listens to these – one thing I will say to Joe is just as commissioner and as a member of this league, um, thank you for setting your lineup every week. It actually, it really means a lot. It makes makes it a lot more fun. It's it's no fun when it's an actual freebie win. I know that you're still losing games, but um, play spoiler here at the end of the year. You know, I mean, keep somebody out of the playoffs. You know, I mean, it makes it a lot more yeah. interesting. That's for sure. But it's it's tough to set your lineup when you're well out of, out of the playoff picture and I get it, you know, so we do appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah, I made a comment about that last week. That I, d- despite all the talk about all his trades and stuff, that I do appreciate the fact that he he sets his lineups. I have no idea if he listens to this, but I do appreciate the fact that he actually will still go out and set lineups because I'm in another league and I know yeah somebody in that league who like barely sets their lineup if that. So yeah, well, that was always that was always Joey's move. <laughs> you know, was uh, end of the year he trade away or drop his best players and just fuck everything up that he could yeah. on his way out basically, you know, and um, it just, it, it ruins things for everybody else. So we do appreciate it, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I concur with that. Well, uh, Carter, do you want to jump into some of these uh, matchups this week or was there a topic you wanted to discuss more into before we did that? Um, I, I figured maybe, well, one thing I wanted to say, and then there's one other thing maybe I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. So you had a couple weeks ago on here. You had mid mid season awards, um, which you gave you gave me trade master, which I yeah. I like master trader a little bit better. But master trader, okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you gave Jordan manager of the year at at the at mid season, um, which I was very I'm not gonna lie very disappointed by um <laughs> i because to me jordan without question had the best draft i mean there's no doubt about it he hasn't had to make any trades this year he has hardly done anything as far as shaking up his roster i know he's had some injuries to deal with and you know i mean like Pittman, you know is a great pickup that i was trying to get off him a week or two ago um but I mean, his team is yeah. the exact same as what he drafted, you know, from day one. So I mean, if best draft makes you the best manager, you know, I mean, so be it. But to me, I think um, me shuffling my roster around, <laughs> I think Reed made a lot of Reed to me looked dead in the water um, by like week four or five, and he's really obviously come around now. Um, one of the bigger competitors here for a championship um like i said ben maybe not at mid-season yeah. he was still garbage two or three weeks ago whenever you did that but um you know he's come around now so i i think it should be a much tighter race for that uh that award by the end of the year i guess is all i'll say about it i didn't, I didn't think jordan was super deserving <laughs> yeah no i mean <laughs> i mean i i definitely hear you on what you're saying and like i said I, i'll just say that it is a it was a midseason award, and I can't remember. It has to have been like almost four weeks since I did that. It was around like week week eight, yeah. week seven. Things so, have changed. Things have changed. Um, he had been number one in the power rankings. I mean, almost yeah. the whole season. I, I get it, you know. But I, I really, I, I really think he just had the best draft, which which is something, and that yeah, factors into it too, obviously. Yeah, and it's. It's Jordan. I mean, come on. You you expect Jordan. Jordan, I'm so happy for Jordan this year. I really am. I mean, I talked to him on the phone and I mean the dude's just glowing. Like, I mean, just happy as can be. He uh <laughs> he um obviously, you know, is the butt of a lot of jokes in the league, and he is usually a bottom feeder in our league. Um you know, so I know he's he's been really, really happy to be on top. Yeah. He's kinda I don't know if any if you, Cam, or anybody in here watches uh like Futurama, one of my favorite shows. Um it was on Comedy Central. And they they've got these sewer mutants that live down underneath the city and they have to get like a day pass to come up <laughs> to the surface level. And I guess this is just, you know, kind of Jordan's year 
to spend on the surface and finally get some sunlight, you know, uh, Dobby, Dobby, the house elf finally, yeah. finally found a sock. You know? <laughs> oh, um, I'm happy for him. I really am. He's got a good shot with it. He's got a, he's got a great team. <laughs> I wish I could talk more shit about him, but the dude just keeps winning games. We've got a big matchup this week though. Yeah, true. Very true. And if, uh, if, um, if you're able to find that message with um, showing what the the, the uh, payout was, this could be the determinant game for who, yeah. who ends up potentially winning. It, it could be. Uh, yeah, I got it pulled up. So we originally were saying you texted and you said, um, I know we got a bigger pot. What do we think about splitting it up? You know, winner take all this, that um, Cam said winner gets 235 runner up gets a hundred regular season scoring champ gets 50. We kind of all discussed it for a little bit, and then we did end up settling on best record points as the tiebreaker. So Okay, so it is best So Yeah, so whoever has – because that's the same thing for the seeding. So whoever gets the one seed in the playoffs gets an automatic 50. Yeah. Which should cover even the guys who took, you know, first-round running backs and stuff like that should cover anybody who, you know, got in. So at least they're they're breaking even at, uh, at worst, you know, at that point. So. Yeah, but yeah, it is yeah. it is a big matchup in terms of that, no doubt. Because he would have me on points all day long, obviously. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to catch him. <laughs> he's still got. He's still got four weeks, so you never know what'll happen. But that's I, true. I, he uh, he um, does have the all time record for least points scored in a week as well. So you never know when he's just going to drop a a sixteen <laughs> bomb, you know, on on the league. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. Did he really drop a 16-point fantasy week one time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Week one, I want to say, I think 2017 maybe, um, a couple years ago. Oh, I mean, week one, he uh, he talked all this shit. <laughs> he had, I think, the first overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. Um, but he had Andy Dalton starting at quarterback. His defense got him, like, negative eight, like something ridiculous. Um, had a running back like get hurt in the first quarter. Another one fumbled like twice and lost him all his points. I mean, it was just pitiful. I'll I'll find it. Um, there's uh there's still a video actually. Anybody who wants to check it out, um, in the arms of a Bengal is what it's called, and it's on YouTube. And it's something that I um I sent to the league um to kind of commemorate that historic oh. moment for us. <laughs> it's still out there. Oh my goodness. That is that's too good. I didn't realize that he had. I don't remember that, but that is hilarious. That a sixteen fantasy week. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I basically just crudely pasted. I mean, it's the video quality and everything's terrible, but I I just pasted his face over all of the abused dogs on the ASPCA commercial <laughs> with Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of an angel and shit playing in the background, and uh, it's just him grinning, you know, getting pet and shit like that. Like he's in a cage, you know. Like, <laughs> shaking it oh my god it's hilarious that he yeah because he only put up 16 to open that season he was all excited and then i think that pretty pretty well took the wind out of his sails after one week (laughs) yeah yeah i could (laughs) i can only imagine (laughs) you were too busy you were too busy stacking up championships at that point to even care what was going on at the bottom of our league (laughs) so ridiculous i think you won would you three of our first four seasons yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, the four, first four. Yeah. Yeah, I started. I think I started a petition on change.org to get you kicked out of the league. Uh, I was so pissed <laughs> off. 
<laughs> this dude had to be cheating. <laughs> oh man. A lot of things have changed since we first started this league. So, I mean, I think for the better and I think this league's gotten a lot more competitive, which is which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I remember I was talking to somebody about this this week. Uh I remember when um when Reed won his first championship. I was all pissed off cuz I was like, Reed is a soccer yeah, like he doesn't know man. shit about football, you know. And then here he, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, and uh, but then hearing him on the pod the other day, I mean, I know he he really knows the stuff, you know. At this point, um, I, I think that everybody's kind of uh, sharpened their sharpened their pencil, I guess, this season, especially. Um, I think some of the changes that we made to start the year, um, like I said, added a little bit of another element to it, a little bit more strategy, you know, to begin the year, and it seems like because of that um, engagement, yeah. I think has been up quite a bit this year, which I know, um, you know, I go to these meetings and uh, our board members are, you know, pretty ecstatic about uh, the way that things have been going so far this year. Um, league revenue is through the roof. Um, <laughs> ratings, you know, ratings and whatnot. We're doing great boys. Yeah. So uh, keep it up. It's been a really fun year. It's shaping up to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, other than Joe, everybody's in it this year, and you could not have said that last yeah, year. Yeah, which, which I know Joe doesn't <laughs> give a shit anyway, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, George uh, stuck into the playoffs last year with a 5-8 and eight record. That's that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right for Jordan, too, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you got everybody but Joe has at least four wins, and so, I mean, everybody's really, really tight. The fact yeah. that we've got nine teams – Buying for these playoff spots. It's it's gonna be really good, crazy last four weeks here. Um some big games, no doubt. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, was there I think you mentioned that there were a couple topics you wanted to discuss. I think you brought up one of them. Was there something else you wanted to talk about other than the oh, yeah. award? Um interested to see. It's been discussed on here a couple times, but um wanted to see, you know, about just kind of throwing out some feelers for um, rule changes again for next year, anything that we want to do, you know, um, kind of wrote a couple things down to see, because I'm, I'm down for just about anything, you know? And so I've, I've kind of played around with the idea of, you know, a two quarterback league. My stepdad plays in one. I think that's always interesting. It makes quarterbacks a lot more valuable for trades and on the waiver and, you know, stuff like that uh, kind of adds another element to it. Um, I think Ben, Maybe Ben and Reed came on here talking about maybe an extra flex player. Um, that definitely yeah. makes things a lot more competitive, um, especially um, I think Ben put it really well. He, he said with us being a 10-man league, that essentially makes it an 11-man league, you know, because um, you got a whole roster's worth of one more spot on everybody's team, you know. Um, cash waiver I think would be really interesting. Um, my brother's in a league where – Every week they they pay actual cash for um, for players off the waiver wire, and then whoever scores the most points each wow. week they they get that pot. So like the weeks where you got guys spending, you know, maybe typically if it's you know real money, maybe everybody everybody's only spending you know like five bucks at a time or something like that. But when wow. you do get guys going twenty five, thirty, fifty bucks, you know, something like that, if somebody would really yeah. wanted to spring for it for a player, I mean, you could have a pretty decent pot by the end of the week, and you know, I mean that's a good week to do what like Ben did, you know, this last week. I mean, it's anybody's game every week. So kind of interesting. 
Yeah, that would that would add some interest for sure. I think that would definitely be interesting to see how that would play out week to week just because waivers are so, I don't know, random in a sense. Like you, you could go to the waiver like on Tuesday, yeah. you know, at midnight and like pick up a guy or, you know, like people adding waivers is like so random. That would be interesting to see how that would work out with like a cash situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've kind of played around with the idea. I just think um, our league is so stingy. You know, I, I I had to try so hard to get guys to spend more money this season. You know, uh, which I'm I'm really really happy with the three hundred eighty five dollar pot for this year. I think that's a good number. Um, you know, almost forty bucks a person. Um, that's yeah. double what we've been spending at twenty bucks a head. You know, so pretty happy with that. Would love to see you know even a little bit more money getting thrown into it. I know we do it for fun, and I mean mostly bragging rights is what I'm worried about, but a little bit of money at the end of the season, you know, uh, can't hurt, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah. I know we talked about two keepers. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I think that was you that, you know, mentioned something about that. I'd be interested in that as well. I, I, I think I made the joke in the group chat. I do four keepers. You know, I love my team. So <laughs> I would do as many keepers as we wanted to do. Um, PPR is obviously always an option, you know, going full PPR with it. Um, eight playoff teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that that would only leave two out, but if you can't make the top eight, you know, that's on you, I guess. But I think if we did something like that, we could do um a little bit of an advantage for like the home team or the higher seed gets like a five point advantage to start the matchup or something like that. You know, could could make a difference. Um, yeah. And then uh, what was the other one? Oh, <laughs> we could also always do uh dual city tournament rules where if we do a couple of keepers, um, every time you lose a game, you give the other team your best player. <laughs> I think would be nuts by the end of the season. Somebody would be insane. <laughs> I don't think that's probably super realistic, but you know, all stuff that I'm open to, uh, any other rule changes that anybody would you know like to see, you can always text me. Um, anything outside of what I named that you could think of. Um, like I said, I know you've talked about it a few times on here. Yeah, I mean, I think those are all of those are some interesting concepts to bring up at the end of the year or, you know, whenever we start talking about next season, which will probably be, you know, July or something like that, if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's all intriguing. I think it'll be interesting because I think there are half, the, I think half, maybe a little more than half the league is very open to like these changes. And then I get the vibe that some aren't as open to like the, the changes. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll put it to a vote, you know, when we get into next year, I'll be, I'll be talking to some guys as we get closer to the season and, you know, see what's going on. Um, I, I, I think, like I said, with how successful I feel like this year has been, um, I'd be, I'd be open to changing, you know, something else again next year to shake things up a bit. I think it kind of woke everybody up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think this uh, the keeper brought a lot of uh, intrigue, uh, not only to the draft but uh, to the this year for sure. So I yeah, I'm open to new changes and and figuring it out, you know, as we go. And yeah, I'm open to it. So I'll be interested to see what we would come up with or what we can agree on for next year. Yeah, I also think. Um... It could, knowing that we will do at least one keeper for sure again, um, could also affect the way people kind of handle things at the end of this season. You know, let's say, 
like Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones would have been out for the year, I might have kept him just as a potential keeper, you know, if I didn't need the bench spot or something, you know, or somebody could pick him up if I dropped him just to stash him, you know, stuff like that, that I think is, is another really interesting element. I always said when we did it, that it would affect the beginning and the end of the year the most, you know, um, trade deadlines coming up. I want to say our trade deadlines, December 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it's, it's coming up pretty was quick really? here. Uh, I was Thanksgiving week, so we may have extended it. Yeah, here, I'll actually, I'll find it right now while we're talking, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that could affect some moves that people make. I always thought, you know, you'd see guys picking up some guys that have been on IR all season. You know, you'd have guys maybe even trading hurt players by the end of the year. I mean, who knows, you know, but uh, trade deadline is 2 a.m. on December 3rd. Okay. So cool. Keep that in mind. About three weeks. That that definitely is uh, good to know. I don't know if I'll end up making any last-minute pushes. Uh, that's That has uh, – the keeper thing has definitely affected my, as you're talking about that, like my choices, because uh, I would say my willingness to trade Najee Harris is pretty much out of the discussion just because of that. Cause I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've, I've pretty much locked him in as my keeper for next year. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a solid move. Um, but you're kind of in the same boat with like, maybe at the, I mean, I know they're still saying Derrick Henry could come back, but as soon as they say that he won't, maybe you drop him, when, you know, otherwise. But now just to keep as an option, especially if maybe we decide to do two keepers, you know, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of yeah. interesting. So it definitely adds another element. And I think us not knowing what we're doing next year, you know, we're going to get this shit figured out um, slowly but surely here. That way everybody's on kind of an, you know, a level playing field with this stuff. But for now, I, I kind of like keeping guys guessing. Um it, it goes both ways, obviously. Nobody knows what's going to happen next year for sure, but I, I would plan on keeping at least one guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, you want to jump into one of these matchups? I mean, do you have one that you – we'll save yours for last, of course, but do you have one That's fine. you wanted to uh, into? Okay. Let me get them all pulled up here. Um, yeah, some really, really big matchups this week. It's it's getting to be you know that time of year. Um, let's let's kind of go with what I think most people have been doing and knocking Joe's out first here against Hughesman. Okay. <laughs> yeah the um, the interesting matchup of Joe against everybody else's team. Um, Joe's got a couple guys on by. Um, got to yes. pick up a kicker. Yeah, which he did not. He did not do in the waiver period that just passed. (laughs) So good on you, Joe. (laughs) Maybe this is the week that Joe, like, here we are hyping him up, and then this is the week that Joe just quits setting his lineup. Fuck it, you know. Um, I'm grabbing another beer real quick. But what are your thoughts? I'm interested to see kind of what you think about it. I mean, this one should be pretty short and sweet, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I really like um, Joe's team if he gets everybody back. I don't think it's the worst team possible. I mean, you've got Hopkins and Carson that you could throw in there. So, like you were saying, I mean, Joe, yep. Joe could easily play spoiler um, if he, I mean, if he um, gets everybody back healthy. I mean, Hopkins and Carson make a big. Um, yeah, 
you know, big, big deal. But I, as far as this week's matchup goes, I mean, even if he returns everybody, I still think Huseman's got a much better team than Joe. Um, and as I've said throughout pretty much every week until Joe's team wins and proves me wrong, I'm going to have to bet against Joe. Um, I mean, Mahomes against Dallas, that should be a 30-pointer. I mean, that's going to be a high-scoring game. Mixed is Las Vegas. I mean, that's Las Vegas has one of the worst run defenses. Yeah. Seattle has one of the worst run defenses. And I expect Seattle, I mean, Arizona to lean on the run, especially if Murray's out again. Devontae Adams against Minnesota. That's a, I mean, the matchups seem to favor uh, Huseman, but I mean, we both, we both know matchups can mean nothing. I mean, Hawkinson went for a zero last week. And I mean, the matchup seemed favorable to Huseman, so I would go with Huseman. Um, also, Huseman's team is just, I think, better on paper. Uh, by how much? I mean, I think Joe will keep it yeah. interesting. I don't think he'll get whitewashed. Um, but I think Huseman still has a, a big week this week. I'd, I'd say probably in like the 125 range, Joe hopefully gets to about. 95 this week. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see all of that. Um, if Huseman loses this game, expect, expect me to have Devontae Adams by the end of next week. I mean, <laughs> I, he will be, I, I will be calling him the moment that matchup, you know, goes final. Um, as, as I imagine, several other guys probably will too, you know, with the trade deadline coming up. Um, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. He can always put up some points. Obviously, you could say the same about Patrick Mahomes, you know, and he's, I think, going to have a very big week this week again. Um, Gibson had two touchdowns for Joe last week, you know. Um, if he could kind of build on that, have another strong performance there, he'll have whoever yeah. starts at running back for Seattle. His receivers, um, especially with Hopkins coming back, you know, I mean, are solid. Um, Gusecki against the Jets, he could get a touchdown. I, 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 I think Huseman's got to be the heavy favorite, yeah. but Huseman picked Joe when I was matched up against Joe when he was on here. So I'm going to say in hopes that uh, things go my way and I end up getting Devante, <laughs> which Huseman probably won't trade trade him to me, even if this happens, just because I'm saying all this. Um, I, um, I'll pick Joe. <laughs> I'm rooting for Joe the rest of the season. I really am. I don't play him. I hope he beats everybody. I hope he finishes with five wins, you know, and like I said, spoils some guys' uh, chances here. And this would be a devastating one for Huseman, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Huseman, Huseman would never hear the end of it, and Huseman probably would retire from fantasy football at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joe Joe is the dark horse of this league, and so I think he'll be happy to you know take that role on here at the end of the year. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be pulling for Joe, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, I got to say, I actually messaged Huseman – to seek a trade, but I heard nothing back. So, Huseman, if you hear this, uh, I'm open to to make some trades. So, yeah, that actually brings up. I sent Huseman a trade um, right after our matchup. Like I said, I went into the Monday night game. I had I was down three. I had Matt Gay, 
and he had Daryl Henderson. And I, I ended up obviously winning that matchup by like one and a half points or something like that. And immediately sent him Matt Gay for Daryl Henderson straight up. Never heard a word from him about it. He declined <laughs> the trade. Just never even said like, fuck you or like anything to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I sat there and watched that Monday or that was that Sunday night game. And I'm not going to lie. I was very surprised that the uh, Titans did that to the Rams. I'm surprised oh the God. 49ers did what they did to the Rams this weekend. I mean, yeah, that's, that's my squad. And I think a bye week is coming right on time for them. Um, they've obviously looked terrible. Um, luckily it's been at least in fantasy to my benefit um, these last two weeks. So um, I think that's like I said, if there's a silver lining, it's it's that. But they'll get it figured out. You know, I mean, the defense is concerning, no doubt about it. I just dropped the Rams' defense. I don't feel great about them. Uh, defense is concerning, but the offense will get themselves figured out, and I think they'll be just fine. I mean, they're they're pretty well locked for the playoffs at this point, so um, they'll get it figured out. Then they might even get Cam Akers back in the playoffs, which would be nuts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that would be a nice pickup to have. Um, add a little more depth and, and ability than uh, – Sonny Michelle's not terrible, but Cam Akers is definitely a better back, I think. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Who do you, who do you like next to kind of – I mean, do you have a score prediction of uh, if Joe wins? Is he is he dogfighting it out or is he – Yeah, if, if, if Joe wins, it's got to be, I mean, just a bloody cockfight, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it would have to be, I mean, some like 105 to 104, you know, type of just a mess, you know. Wow, yeah. Um, he'd, have be, he'd have to get pretty lucky, yeah. you know. I, but like I said, I'm looking at his roster. I could see all these guys scoring touchdowns. I could see Jalen Hurts running one in. I could see Gibson getting one. I, I mean, every single one of these guys I could see scoring a touchdown. So, um, go Joe, you know. Fuck you, <laughs> He didn't even message me, like I said, just to talk shit. So, he wants to get back on, on my good side. You know, he'll he'll trade me a player too. My my worst my worst trade of the season was with he'll you. I'm um, hoping to hit big on Ertz, but I hate Tyler Lockett. I shopped him. I shopped him to everybody in the league. I mean, yeah. You know, he he essentially had no value anyway, and I just I don't see myself starting him in the playoffs either way. And like I said, that's that's pretty much what I'm going for is the best roster I could have in the playoffs. So I, I would start Jalen Waddle over him because of his floor every time. Lockett's so boomer bust. I couldn't start him and Tyreek Hill and feel comfortable because they could both put up a combined seven points, you know. No. Yeah, Lockett is super boomer bust. Um, so I get that. And I actually, if you look at his things, is every game that he's done well in has been against an AFC South opponent. So Maybe if he plays the Texans, he'll have another really great game. Um, other than that, he's been completely a dud. <laughs> he has not done anything. Um, yeah. And- yeah, well, and I was looking at it. He had a strong first two weeks. I know that, obviously, Russ missed a good part of this year. Um, yeah. he. Uh, but even, like, the last couple of games with Russell Wilson, five points, four points. I mean, he wasn't doing shit, you know. And so I was just – like I said, I was shopping him around, trying to get some value for him. I was hoping that Ertz in the new system, he scored a touchdown in his first game with, like, no practice. I was hoping that he would turn out for me. Oh, hold on, my dog. She's trying to play so hard while we're talking. Uh, I just keep taking toys. She brings me toys, and I just keep taking them away and putting them in my hoodie. Uh, she's getting all pissed off. 
But um, I don't remember what I was saying, though. Um, you were just talking about how um, – what were you What were you talking about? Um, yeah, cut this out. Cut this whole thing out. This is my bad. This is my dog. Uh, oh, you're good, dude. You no, know, he, he, like I said, I just hate Tyler Lockett, I guess. <laughs> you know, he, I just did not see myself being comfortable enough starting yeah. him. He didn't do enough with Russ in there. I was hoping to hit big on Ertz. It obviously didn't work out. I've already dropped Ertz, you know. Um, is what it is, you know. So, but Huseman, Huseman got that one off me, and I can take it because I've I've lucked out on a couple of these trades. I think. Yeah, no, I think you've you've gotten the better end of some of the other deals. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, I mean, lo- not having luck, it's not going to kill your chances of winning. Uh, you know. Winning yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't have traded him. I traded him, and then that Sunday is when Calvin Ridley stepped away from football for a yeah. bit and that's and it was just really bad timing you know but that's that's just how it goes sometimes i guess yeah for for sure um what do you feel about jumping into uh the two uh so-called villains matchup next the uh cam and uh ben matchup this week cam and ben okay so this might be my game of the week um Honestly, I mean, I know that Jordan and I being at the top of the division, you know, potentially being able to win some money with the best record and stuff like that. I know it's a big matchup, um, but this one certainly has bigger playoff implications. Um, Jordan and I are pretty much guaranteed to be in. So, yeah. No, yeah, this got huge playoff implications. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking at this, like I said, I like what Ben's been able to uh, to do with this team. He's very, very active on the waiver. He's always kind of feeling out trades and stuff. Like I said, he and I are kind of cut from the same cloth. You know, he he um, <laughs> he's a good he's a good fantasy manager. Um, he's been a good addition to the league since we got him. Um, hasn't won shit, you know. We know that, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is. I think this is going to be a really, really good matchup. Once Cam gets a quarterback in there, um, he's going to be projected to win. Um, you know, even with a lower scoring quarterback, um, sure. he'll be projected to win. Um, <laughs> who do you think he should add at quarterback? If I were to add a quarterback this week, I would probably – one of my weeks I added Tua, and he did really, really well for me. might have been his best game of the season. He put up 26 points for me against Atlanta. Uh, which was <laughs> awesome. I would probably this week add Tannehill against Houston. Um, he hasn't had like a really big game yet this season, but they also are so yeah. shaky at running back right now. I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw a couple touchdowns, even like from the goal line, you know. Um, I, I think I would probably bet on that or maybe even run one in, yeah. you know, like he likes to do every once in a while. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's probably who I'd add. If I was him, and that would put him at um projection of like a hundred and what seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Um so that's probably who I'd add if I was him. He's probably just the safer play than Tua. Um at the very least he'll probably get you his projected like eighteen or whatever it is. Um But looking at it, I mean, I really, really like Cam's running backs. I mean, he definitely has the advantage there in this one. 
Um, yeah. Wide receiver, it's it's tough for me to pick Can in that case because I'm not a huge – Hollywood has had a great season, Hollywood Brown. But I really don't like him yeah. in general. Um, he's not your big – you know, prototype out there on the outside. He's just, you know, flying down the field. Um, He gets a lot of targets though, you know. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him though. I think he's, he's been more consistent than what he will be the rest of the year. Mike Williams has fallen off ever since I traded him to Cam. (laughs) He's been absolute garbage. I didn't even hold on to him for more than, 20 minutes. I flipped him to Cam. That was the plan the whole time. He's obviously been terrible these last few weeks. Um, it would be a little bit poetic for him to go off and have a big week again against the Steelers for Cam. <laughs> um, I don't know if he'd be happy about that or not. But I got to pick. I got to I gotta ride the hot hand. Obviously, Ben's receivers had huge weeks these last week, so I'd give him the advantage there. Kelsey's always going to get the advantage of tight end. Flex with Eli Mitchell's injury, his finger injury, he might not play. That might be the deciding factor in this matchup, honestly. Um, Who Cam picks up at quarterback and if Eli Mitchell's able to play or not, because if he's not able to play, I don't love the prospects here on Ben's bench. I wonder if he'd pick somebody else up even um, to start in the flex because it's a big big game. I mean, it's a must-win for him, I feel like. Yeah, no, I think I think Ben's got a Ben's got about a one loss gap, and I don't think you want it to be right now. <laughs> no, uh, definitely. So, I mean, you hope maybe you can plug in Daryl Williams if Clyde Edwards is still not fully there to go, but then you're relying. You've got two backup running backs basically to rely upon at your flex spot. So, it'll definitely be interesting to see if Elijah Mitchell uh, is still able to go this week. I agree with. Most of what you've said, um, as far as like advantages, I definitely think Cam's got the running back advantage. Um, I think I I don't know. I feel like we're on a like Devonte Smith has had two great weeks, and so we're really high on him. But if we look at what he's actually done throughout this season, not that he's a bad player, it's just he's or, yeah, it's like outliers to me. And New Orleans. He's got a way better defense to me than the couple teams he's played the last two weeks. Well, and he's also so obviously the guy in their passing game. Yeah. That I wouldn't be surprised to see Lattimore on him and stuff like that. You know, Um, I mean, you shut him down. Who the hell are you throwing the ball to? You know? Yeah, it's it's tough to, uh, you know, if you shut him down, you're you're relying on Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager as your – two other guys. And if that's the case, then I'm happy if I'm new Orleans, because <laughs> oh, yeah. those guys ain't going to do it. Um, but I expect, I expect new Orleans to absolutely beat the brakes off the Eagles this weekend. So I, I don't know if that'll come in, in handy for him. Diggs will have a great game. Indy's defense is to me, not the best, but like you said, Marquise Brown and Mike Williams are super boom or bust. I mean, it's either, 20-point performances or, like, five. Yeah, so I'm actually seeing Ben picked up Miami's defense for this week. 
Um, yeah, I guess. Which I, which, which I think is a good pickup there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've put up 18 and 17 the last two weeks. They played the Jets this week. They should, I mean, they should be good for at least, you know, seven or eight points, which is all you really ever ask for out of your defense. I mean, I think they're pretty well locked in for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Eli Mitchell, I mean, worst case for Ben is that Eli, especially against Jacksonville, if he's playing, I feel like you got to play him. I mean, the dude had like, what, 27 carries this last week? I, I think the worst case scenario for him is that he plays, yeah. but they already like the split kind of back there anyway, you know, with Jeff Wilson and Hasty and, you know, some of these guys coming back and stuff like that. Um, worst case for him is that, you know, he plays, but I mean, really gets into like a fourth of a timeshare, you know. Um, gosh, this is going to go against my, my prediction yeah. that Ben makes the playoffs, but I guess I got to go with Cam on this one. And then I guess, and then I guess, and then I guess okay. Ben, Ben's got to win out. Ben yeah. The <laughs> yeah. It's going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I think Ben's coming off a high week of like just really great performances. And um, I, I think the matchups this week and, and going against Cam might, might do him, do him in off this win streak he's got right now. So I'm going to say Cam, but, I don't know. I look for it to be close. I don't think anybody's going to blow blow each other out. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think they'll each get their fair share of big big games and you know duds. Um, I don't think it'll be super high scoring or anything like that. Uh, you know, crazy barn burner or anything. But I think um, I mean they'll be projected like I said, like one seventeen to one hundred eight. I could see them both hovering, you know, right there around like the one one ten mark. Um, maybe Cam just edges them out. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think I think Cam will get the better of this matchup, and and it'll probably be in the, you know, one one tens or even maybe low low one hundreds, um, as I'm sure some of these guys will have, you know, bust bust performances, and some of the other guys will carry the way. But Ben is uh, yeah. really going to be missing Kyler Murray if he can't if he can't get in. That may make a big difference if he comes back and plays. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And like I said, part of it's going to depend on you know who who Cam picks up and you know how they play for him. But he's got the better matchups. He's got the better running backs. Um, that's yeah. that's kind of where the money is in fantasy. So that, that is true. Yeah. Well, do we do we uh, tackle do we tackle uh, my matchup with Reed, or we go to the uh, Wayne versus Austin matchup next? We'll uh, we'll save you and I for the end. Let's hit uh, Wayne and Shannon, which is another another big one. Um, kudos to Wayne. <laughs> you know, uh, he he's had his yeah. fair share, I think, of adversity since he entered the league, and he does pretty well to stay competitive, at least. You know, I mean, he obviously puts a lineup out there every week, but I mean, it's it's come together a little bit for him. Um, he's kind of surging at the right time, I think. Um, putting a couple leagues together. Um, you got to like Shannon's team better on paper, but that's been the case for Shannon all season. It's sitting at 500, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've come on here most weeks and talked about it. I don't know what your, your opinion on it is, but I mean, just reiterating it. I mean, having three charger players has got to be, I mean, they're all, 
you know, pretty high scoring for each position, but I feel like that plays a part in the 500 because you're, you're riding on three dudes from the same team to, to have a great week. You're kind of, you're, you're kind of throwing a third of your lineup out the door if they have a bad week. Right, right, exactly. Well, and I mean, what's, what's the Chargers record this year? Uh, I want to say they're either five and four or five and five. I think five and four after this loss. They're five and four. Shannon, I mean, if he got a bye week when they got a bye week, he'd be five and four. You know, I mean, he lost. I'm sure he lost on their bye week. So he's right there, five and five, you know, Um, pretty much is right where he should be, I guess. Um, He's he I mean, he does what they do. Uh, So that being said, (laughs) you know, this week they play the Steelers. Uh, It's a Sunday night game. Eckler seems to go crazy in these primetime matchups. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but to me, he does. I, I'm I'm feeling a pretty pretty big week for him. Um, Tennessee's yeah. defense taking on Brandon Cooks. You know, if you can get a good game as far as production out of a guy like that, where I mean, it's not somebody he's necessarily relying on. I mean, if the Chargers do well, he has a touchdown, which I don't think he's had one in. A few weeks, several. Oh, he had one against the Rams. Never mind. Um, yeah, he's only got two on the season, though. If he if he scores a touchdown, I think Waller's going to start getting back to more of you know his kind of normal production. I really like Beasley. Yeah, I really do. As kind of like for the same reason, I like um, Waddle. You know, I know he didn't have the best week this last week, but it was the Jets, and they weren't really needing to throw to him a ton. He gets a lot of targets. He's generally a pretty, I guess he's been a little more inconsistent than I realized, but should be a pretty high floor guy. Um, I think he's a safe flex play, especially against the Colts. I, I got to like Shannon in this one, you know, but like I said, I all, all around, I do like what yeah, Wayne's I done. Think. I think he's got a team that, I mean, if he can squeak into the playoffs, it's anybody's game. And I think, I think Wayne could easily win a playoff game or two. And, you know, I mean, fuck some shit up and make something happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The trade I made with Wayne yeah. cracked me up because, I mean, I sent this dude, I don't even know, I mean, like 20 texts without a, without a single response over the course of like two weeks. I mean, just <laughs> not, I mean, he's texting into the group chat and he's not responding to me at all. And I'm like, so, and, and he texted in the group chat and I would immediately, because I know he's on his phone, <laughs> I would immediately text him and nothing. And so, so then we kind of, you know, I get a response yeah. from him and it's a Friday and he had mentioned already that he was uh, he was off work that day, and that's why he was texting the group chat because otherwise, you know, he's he's usually in there saying get a get a fucking job or whatever, you know. And so so yeah. I Facetimed him, and he's sitting there and he's drinking a beer, and I say, hey, you know what? Let me let me crack a beer with you. And I open up this beer, and we kind of started talking. He goes, oh yeah, you know, I mean, send me something, send me some. Let's see what's going on. And we hang up the phone and I text him and I go, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this beer now? I thought we were going to be talking for a while and he's laughing or whatever. And then, I'm, I'm, so then I start, I start blowing him up. I start, I mean, what about this, you know, trade package, <laughs> this, that, the other guy, you know, sending him stuff. And he, all of a sudden he just quits responding again. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I call him and he I FaceTime him again and he picks up the phone yeah. and he's sitting in the exact same fucking spot that he was like an hour before when I called him. Doing the same, and I was like on his phone, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Text me back, dude." And then, and then I sent him 
um, whatever we ended up doing, um, Damian Harris, uh, Mike Davis, and um, I sent him Damian Harris and Mike Davis for Mike Williams and um, maybe somebody else, or maybe just, I think, two for one, Mike Williams. And um, like I said, he didn't respond to that. And then I text him the same exact trade plus Tyler Lockett. And he texts me back and he goes, or I call him then. And then he, he says, send me that trade again. And I go, okay. And I sent him the one with Tyler Lockett and he declines it. And I go, what the fuck? And then he goes, no, the first one. And I sent it to him without Tyler Lockett and he accepted it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess whatever floats the boat. Nobody wanted Tyler Lockett. I'm telling you, you know, I couldn't get shit for him. I mean, he had zero, literally less than value based on Wayne, uh, you know, his interpretation. Yeah, I mean, Lockett was a tough, a tough. Uh, I I know Cam likes to talk about how he did him well, but I mean, I think Cam's just on one on that. That's just two good weeks, and he has done practically nothing since. And the one good week he did, he was on Huseman's bench. So, so oh, yeah. Cam, Cam would say all that shit about Tyler Lockett, but if if I sent him a trade with Tyler Lockett in it, he wouldn't even think about it. I mean, he no, no, not at right. all. Right, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna go against Wayne. Sorry about it, big dog. But uh, gotta go with Shannon on this one. I mean, he's just on paper. Like I said, both both are solid. But um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the edge to Shannon. Obviously, it's gonna come down to that Sunday night game. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting Sunday night um, game against the Steelers. Steelers defense hasn't been the Steelers defense we're accustomed to this year. Right. Um, I mean, the way they were getting gashed on the ground last week was insane. Um, if Big Ben is playing, that will make a huge difference in that game because Mason Rudolph is um, not the same, I guess. I mean, Big Ben's kind of at the end of his career, but, I mean, the Steelers looked dreadful without Big Ben last week. Oh, so Mason Rudolph's garbage. <laughs> so, I mean, that'll be a, a huge factor, but – I'm going to go upset on this one. I'm going to take Wayne. I think Wayne has some just good play from some of his guys. I think he pulls off the upset this week. I think I think he pulls uh, one of his higher scoring totals. I think he goes 120, and Shannon goes about 110 this week. Yeah, I, I think they'll both hover around the 120 um, range, you know, 115 to 125. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty close game. I could definitely see it going either way. Right now, the the line is Shannon minus three and a half, and I guess I'll uh, yeah. I'll bump them both up points, but I'll keep it right around there. I think Shannon wins by you know um, less than five. I think it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and also if Cam just because I know he listens, if he uh, if he doesn't agree that Mason Rudolph is garbage, then pick him up and start him this week. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> Oh God, no! Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> he's he's all talking uh, here. <laughs> I mean, he he really stood behind Justin Fields there for a while. You think he'll pick him up and start him? He'd be a better play than Mason Rudolph, no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that is. True. I like Justin Fields long term, uh, just not this season. Obviously, this season he's not gonna. Yeah. No, I think long term and get rid of Matt Nagy, and I think he'll be fine. Well, I think they should have already gotten rid of. Him. Matt Nagy, honestly. I mean, I, I'm of the belief that when you are going to draft a franchise quarterback 
And you, I mean, obviously the whole franchise is going to kind of shift directions at that point. You're looking for a change. You should just clean house and have your new regime as far as head coach and everything, pick the guy that they like and go from there. You know, um, he kind of already had a shot with Trubisky. And so I would have gotten rid of him, brought in another guy and had him draft Justin Fields. If that was the guy that he preferred, you know, to work with. And you know, if that doesn't work out, then that's on him and he gets fired too. You know, and if it does, then they, they do it together. You know, I, I think that's really, that's where we've seen a lot of, a lot of guys have success. Um, you know, like the, like Kyler Murray and, you know, some of these guys um, where it's worked out really, really well. Um, I, I just think it's, I just think it's a better way to go. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, no, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think the bears are just really old school. Um I don't think they've made a lot of firings and hirings of their head coaches. Um, they had Lovey Smith for like the longest time when they should have gotten rid of him, you know, after some of those seasons. So. I knew you were going to bring him up, and I'm a, I'm a big Lovey Smith fan. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that, that there was there was probably a point in time when they needed to move on, right? I mean, yeah. you, you reach a time when you need to move on. So, yeah. he, Well, he's an older school coach. You know, he's a defensive mind and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously you're seeing the league shift towards these offensive guys for the most part, other than like Belichick. Uh, Brable, you know, great coach, by the way, for you guys. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's very um, old school Belichick. Yeah. You can tell he's like from the tree of Belichick kind of vibes and uh, has definitely done a lot this season with very little in my in my uh, opinion. He, he gets his guys to play hard, you know, no doubt about it. He's he's not too dissimilar from uh, from me in fantasy football. You know, it's just, it's, it's all, it's all X's and O's. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, well, let's, uh, let's move on to, to mine and Reed's matchup before we, we move on to the final one, which would be you and Jordan. Um, this one's got big, uh, implications for myself as far as yeah. snapping a, a four game losing streak and Woo! trying to keep the, the playoff hope alive. You, yeah, you have, I thought it'd be the I I thought the Titans would see their playoff hopes go to shit before yours, but no, it's gone the other way. Uh, how are you feeling going into this one? Um, I mean, optimistic, but still not great. I mean, I think the fact that I have to start Deontay Foreman at running back is a little scary, but I mean, I don't really have a lot of options. Um, don't really trust JD McKissick. Um, even though I think he's a viable guy to have on my bench. Um, I don't know. I've gotten a little unlucky, uh, on a couple of these matchups. I mean, the one against Austin, I had the second most points, uh, just happened to be against Austin that week. So yeah, I've had a a little misfortune down this uh, four game losing streak. So I'm hoping I can turn it around against Reed at a at a point where my team is is meeting at crossroads. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think you're due. You know, I really do. Um, obviously, you still have a good team. I mean, your best player hurts to lose, obviously, but at the yeah. end of the day, one player does not make or break you. And you went from, I mean, smoking hot to, I mean, dropping four straight. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I do think you're due. I obviously yeah. am rooting hard for you. I'd love to see you beat Reed this week. I'd love for me to beat Jordan and take a two-game lead in uh, 
in my division, I, I think that'd be much, much more comfortable. Yeah. He's kind of breathing down my neck. I've, I'm on a seven game win streak and he's just stayed right there every step of the way. And I just keep waiting for him to lose. I was hoping Shannon would do it for me this last week, but I I'm, I'm rooting hard for you. I do think you're due. So I, I do agree with you. Um, you got some good matchups, you know, I, I'm hoping as I mean I don't love Dante Foreman, but this is a great week to pick him up against Houston. And you got him for next to nothing, which I was pretty surprised by. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I literally didn't pay a yeah, single. Literally window. nothing. Yeah. Um I think he could I mean, he's looking the best out of their running backs and Houston's pretty friendly to him. Um you still have your same great receivers. George Kittle, who I may end up Colin, you know, knocking at your door for again here. Um, Corey Davis is probably a pretty good pickup. I'm alive. I'm alive. McKissick, I'm really disappointed in McKissick because I had him on my team and I dropped him and then I was like, fuck, I should have kept him. Um, like pretty much immediately after. And then you picked him up and I was like, <laughs> of course. Um, he he hasn't been... I guess Antonio Gibson's just run better on no legs than what you would expect. <laughs> Somebody with no shins to be able to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that surprised me a lot. Um, I think it's completely game script for Washington. So I think McKissick really suffered this last week just because, I mean, the game script was we're up on the Bucks, which I was stunned. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's run the ball and keep keep it, uh, you know, out of Tom Brady's hands. So I don't know. I think his value also will go up yeah. once they get Fitzpatrick back, but we'll see what happens. He's going to stash. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and I I mean Reed, he's done he's made some good moves. You know, obviously that Fortnite trade we've I mean has been talked about every I gotta talk about it because it's been talked about every single week in this uh podcast. But I mean, huge, huge move for him. But all of a sudden he's looking good. I mean, he's got like five running backs that are pretty solid. Um, obviously he's got my boy Cordero who he's got on the bench for this matchup, which I can't believe Cordero was, I I was so sad to see him go because I love him as a fantasy football player. Like whether it's rushing or receiving, he gets the points in, I mean, every single week, just about, I know he had a down week this last week, but otherwise, I mean, holy shit. I mean, what a year for him. Um, but I was kind of happy to see him go because, uh, I mean, I would wake up. I'd wake, I mean, and I'm an hour behind you guys, so I'd wake up and it'd be, you know, 7 30, 8 o'clock. And I, I already got texts from guys knocking on my door about Cordero Patterson. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I, my phone is ringing off the hook. I could hardly go to work. I was so glad to see Cordero get off my team just so, just to, <laughs> just to get some peace and quiet, honestly. So good for Reed. He's been doing very, very well for him, obviously. Like I said, Reed's set at running back. I mean, He's in a very, very good position going into playoffs here. But I do think this is more just on, you know, kind of the law of averages and whatnot here. I, I, I'm leaning towards you. I think that you're just due for a big week. I think your team's going to go nuts. And um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't really have any rhyme or reason for it. I just, I just think that you are due to win a game. You got too good of a team to lose five straight right now. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of luck, yeah. and I think you need your a little luck's about to come your way. And I, I'm probably on the opposite end of that, honestly. So, 
You know, I mean, you never know. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup this week because I do think that uh, Reed's got some favorable, um, yeah, some favorable matchups this week. I mean, Fournette and Evans against the Giants. I mean, Josh Allen should have a really good game against a, you know, not so great Colts defense. Chubb should have a field day against Detroit. Um, Cooper, you would expect to have a good game against the Chiefs, but he's super hit and miss, as you well know. Um, Michael Carter should have a great yeah. game uh, against Miami, but Miami's been really good on defense lately, so I, I don't really know. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm due because it'll really uh, it'll really stink to be five and six after this week. So I'm hoping that. I don't care how I win. Like I don't care if it's like eighty-five to eighty. As long as I get a win, that I will be. I will be. Dope yeah. This week, <laughs> buddy, you're talking my language. That's what my team's been doing here lately. I mean, just by any means, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by any means necessary, I will take a win to snap this losing streak and like keep playoff hopes. Like. I've like yeah. probably, I mean, because you were you were undefeated going into our matchup a few weeks ago. I was five and one. Yeah, I was or yeah, five and one. Oh yeah, you lost week one. You lost week one. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then obviously you and I. That was that was the cockfight of the century. I mean, abs, I, <laughs> that one. We both our benches <laughs> were better than our starting lineups by far and away. It was awesome. Um, that was a terrible game. Well, what did that one end up? That one ended up in the 90s. No, 103 to 90. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, that's that's really where my team's kind of been living at is right around that 103 range. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So I'm thinking if you can get there, Reed had a bad game this last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, hope for another no. dud. You know, a little luck's got to come your way, I'm thinking. So I'm rooting against Reed. I mean, I was I was never going to pick Reed no matter who. He, he could have been playing Joe, and I was, I was picking Joe 100%. Um, but looking at it, I mean, <laughs> I've looked at a lot of guys' schedules here for the last couple weeks, looking at maybe trading, looking at, you know, playoff odds and stuff like that. You've got probably the most favorable schedule the rest of the way. Cause you play, not that Wayne and Ben are the cupcakes that I thought maybe they would be by this point in the season, but you play Wayne, Joe, Ben the last three weeks. So yeah. Playoff so if you win sure. this one and you get above 500, I, I can't imagine you end up below 500 those last three games. You know, I, I, I got to think you're in a pretty good spot, you know, so. Yeah. But that also goes against me thinking Ben's going to get in the playoffs. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess for him to get in, somebody's got to fall out. And that's the thing I'm missing here is I don't know who is going to shit the bed. You know, who's going to, who's going to Mike Kelly and, piss on their own bed here at the end of the season but it's it's somebody somebody's <laughs> pissing in the hallway and everything just like oh my god that fucker but <laughs> um i'm hoping it's not you buddy i really i'm rooting for you especially this yeah week. i mean there's there's three guys right now me austin and cam all tied at five and five um I've always with Wayne and Ben. Wayne and Ben breathing down your necks. Wayne and Ben breathing down our necks. And Huseman. And Huseman's four to six. That's Huseman. Yeah. So it's either going to be we all stay solid or, or one of us is is falling out. So hopefully it's not me. But yeah. Well, for what it's worth, IBM Watson 
thinks he's got an 86% chance of coming out of that thing on top. So I, um, I'm going to trust in that. And like I said, I think I hope to God you win this week. It'd be sweet. Cause then if I lose it, it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah, it'll be a, um, interesting matchup. Me and Reed, I got the better of him in that, that early matchup against him. So I'm sure he wants some redemption, but hopefully I can yeah. uh, pull it out and, Increase my odds of making the playoffs. Um, yeah. I will say, if he's able to beat you and I beat Jordan and we go into our matchup next week riding seven and eight game win streaks, that would be something. Yeah, that would be a that would be a uh, matchup of the week lock. I mean, I wouldn't even have to think. Yeah, that that would that would be basically, especially since he's got me in points and I doubt, like I said, I, I just... I haven't put up enough points this season for me to believe that I'm going to take the lead all of a sudden in points at the end of the year here, even though I've got Saquon back. And my, I, I mean, my team over these last, over this win streak, basically I've shuffled up my lineup. I've, I've traded for guys on their bye week. I've made some moves here, obviously, you know, um, I was hoping to come out of this at 500 and have my best team at this point in the season. And so the fact that I've been able to win all these games is just like I said, Amazing for me. Yeah. Um, and so if, if I go into that game with Reed, I don't think I'm just going to all of a sudden start putting up crazy points and take it from him. Um, I mean, it's basically winner gets the division in my mind. You know, so that would be huge, if depending on how this week goes, obviously. Yeah, transitioning into your, your matchup with Jordan. I mean, I'm kind of hoping maybe you pull it out just because oh, yeah. that gives me a shot to uh, to maybe creep up on Jordan if I can get a win streak going and take that, that – uh, maybe number two or, or so seed from him. So, Yeah, so I, I talked to Jordan not too long ago, and it's sounding like he's going to be starting Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. That's not a mistake in his lineup. Um, he's, he's playing okay. the quarterback that's playing against the Bengals, which I'm not a huge fan of, but um, <laughs> well, I am a fan of it because I, I think it helps me. I, I I think you'll never see Russell Wilson do what he did last week, two weeks in a row, even coming off of injury. And I mean, what, and even playing against a good Arizona yeah. defense. So he'll run in a touchdown next week if he has to, you know, is how I feel about it. So if I was him, I'd play Russell Wilson because it's that time of year. I mean, he should pretty much the way his lineup is set up is literally to set it and forget it, you know, and that's, that's what I would do if I was him. But I hate that he picked up Stevenson this week. I picked him up last week in my other league, which was obviously awesome because the dude went nuts last week. Yeah, I know that Harris is you know, still in concussion protocol, and he's uh, questionable for this week, especially with it being a Thursday game. I'm really hoping that Harris plays because I hate that he was – with Melvin Gordon on by and nobody – I mean nobody on his roster that could be his second running back. And really, I don't think anybody great on the waiver. I hate that he was able to pick him up, and he might be he might be good for – you know, like 12 to 20. I mean, that's, that's, um, yeah, that was a great pickup by him for three bucks. I, I think Harris comes back. So I think he'll be fine. I think he'll um, do. I, I hope so. I just, I have no, I don't have the $3 to even outbid him, you know, $4 if I wanted to. So I was, I was pissed yeah. that some of these guys that have big money with him being, it seems like, I mean, the consensus this week was pretty much, AJ Dillon's the guy to pick up, and if he's not available, pick up Stevenson. I was pissed that somebody didn't spend five bucks on him <laughs> and outbid Jordan. Um, it's gonna make for, for an interesting matchup. Yeah. His uh, 
his receivers have been down as of late, but they're all great. I mean, they're some of the best at what they do. He's got a much, much better tight end than me, considering that Logan Thomas is now projected zero points. I'm probably going to have to drop Matt Gay, which he's one of, like I said, only a few guys I drafted. So I'm going to be really sad to see him go. He's won me two big matchups these last two weeks. That's going to hurt a bit. Um, Yeah. But God, like I said, I love my team. I mean, my team is built for this time of year. This I've got some big bye weeks coming up. I got Tyreek on bye. I got Jonathan Taylor on bye. I got the Packers running backs on bye. I, this is like one of the few weeks I get before playoffs where I get to actually see most of my starting lineup intact here. I hope to God that these running backs do what I'm hoping they can do. You know, especially especially yeah. AJ Dillon with Aaron Jones out. In my <laughs> mind, he should be better than Aaron Jones when he's starting because Aaron Jones will always split with him. You know, so I'm hoping for a huge week from him in my flex. I'm hoping that yeah, Saquon comes back. He's got a tough matchup, but I'm hoping he comes back and. To me, he should just because it wasn't like an MCL sprain or something. It was just it was a freak thing with his ankle. They've given him more than enough time to recover. It's a Monday night game. I think he's good for a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, even though that's another tough matchup against Buffalo, I think he's pretty much matchup proof. I'm going. Sorry, Um, I'm going to pick Jordan. Just for the sole fact that on my seven game win streak in in on this podcast, <laughs> I have been picked to lose every single game other than when I played Joe and you and Hughesman split decision when I played Ben before Ben was you know really kind of making his turn here. Um, otherwise, you guys have picked me to lose that you specifically have picked me to lose every single week, and so i'll keep I, I hope the trend continues and um I just keep scraping by. You know, I'll take it. Hey man, if it if it uh if it makes you feel any better, your last loss was against Jordan in week three. Right? That would that you that So knowing my last loss was in week three does make me feel a little bit better. Knowing it was to Jordan hurt like hit me in the nuts. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Because <laughs> I really don't want to get swept by Jordan, um, that would suck. Even though I think I think that we end up probably meeting it. I'm hoping at some point in the playoffs, I would. Um, he would hold that over your head. Oh my god! Out. And especially if we meet in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> if if he beats me three times, like if it's some like SEC, you know, type, you know, where they meet in the regular season, they meet in the SEC championship, they meet in the playoff. You know, I mean, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um, if he swept me three games this season, then I mean, at that point. We, we might as well just do dual city tournament rules next year. I mean, it's just all out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I I think, ah, oh man. I mean, honestly, I don't even think about, like, I don't track who I've picked every week to lose. But, I mean, I think, I'm sure I did pick you to lose a number of weeks. I mean, on paper, I felt like I think I'm sure that the other team had the advantage. And you have scrapped out some ones where I was not expecting the other team to just put up duds. Um, but I don't know this week. Um, it's a tough one. You guys, I mean, even IBM Watson thinks it's going to be really, really tight. Uh, well, that's, that's without 
any points coming from my tight end right now. Oh, that's true. I mean, I mean not that not that that's gonna make a difference. The tight end I pick up is gonna be projected like six, you know, seven points. Um, probably won't make a huge yeah. difference. It's still gonna be a tight projection. But Logan Thomas just got ruled out, which, like I said, I hate because I was hoping, even if he didn't have a huge week this week, I was hoping to not just have to pick up another tight end at least. Yeah. Hey, Tyler Conklin's out there. Maybe you think about him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've been, I've been eyeing him. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't know who he is, but his picture tells me that he's going to be a good fit on my team. So <laughs> I, might, I might pick him up the moment we get off this, uh, this podcast. Uh, if I'm picking a winner, I know you picked. Uh, I know you picked Jordan. Uh, my gut is telling me to pick Jordan too, so I'm going to go with Jordan just to keep your your uh, hopes picking wrong and you you breaking that. It. So we'll we'll go Jordan this week. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was hoping for. You know, like <laughs> I said, seven seven weeks in a row. Like I said, two guys picked me to beat Joe, and one guy picked me to beat Ben. So you're talking. You know, I mean, that's that's 11 out of 14, and now we will make it, um, you know, 13 out of 16, picking me to lose. And um, like I said, my team, my team just keeps scraping them out. You know, I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> Comes back to it. <laughs> that's true. I love it. I really do. I think. I think this might end up being a dogfight, despite the the players you guys got. I think it may end up being one of those low one hundred dogfights you like. So, I'll say Jordan. Yeah, gets, I'll I'll go as far, Kim. I'll go as far as to say it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Your team likes to win. During, I mean, it's like you're the uh, the team that like takes it to overtime every week and just pulls it out. Doesn't doesn't matter. I've I've got I've got Saquon Barkley on Monday Night Football. Um, if it comes down to that, history history says I'm going to win this matchup. You know, so we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see where we'll see where so we're at going in that. What's that? What's your backup plan if he doesn't play? I mean, you may be better off putting him in the uh, flex spot for Dylan, so you can throw somebody in if if he doesn't play. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have a receiver to play, <laughs> so it's it's not going to be wide receivers. So I don't care where he is. Um, I really actually Gaskins projected more than him this week. I I don't hate the idea of playing Gaskin against um against the jets gaskin actually looking at him odd weeks the last several he's put up 26.9 15.7 and 12.7 obviously with duds literally in between every even week but it's week 11 so i don't <laughs> i don't hate the idea of needing to start him against the jets um he's he's actually been pretty serviceable since i since i picked him up he's been like an rb too Yeah, I just meant in terms of, you know, always, it's always tough when – because, you know, the Giants probably won't even make a decision until closer to Monday night, knowing right. whether or not to get a guy in for Saquon already or to gamble on Saquon playing and then him maybe being ruled out. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see me let it ride and then try to – I mean, desperately be trying to trade Shannon on the phone, you know, right? I mean, an hour before the Monday night game for <laughs> Devontae Booker or something. I mean, I wouldn't rule out anything, so – um, we'll see. I, I'm yeah, I'm pretty fair. confident, and this might factor into this. I'm I'm I think Saquon's playing. I've got him in both leagues. Um, that I'm in, I I think he's playing this week. So 
he he was supposed to miss right. optimistically yeah. two or three well, weeks. You know, obviously it's been several at this point with the bye week last week. I know he started working out last week. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident he's gonna be playing, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be starting him. And he's my first round pick. So if I go down with the ship, you know, that's uh, that's how it goes. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, hopefully he gets in there for you because I know uh, you were kind of stoked to pick him in the draft. So he's kind of been a letdown, but it was always a gamble taking him. So hopefully he gets back and can, you know, provide you some a little bit of joy, you know, as far as having taken him that early and him not really doing what you'd hoped. Yeah, real quick, actually, kind of because I forgot about this up until you just said that um, I texted Hughesman. Because he was the pick right before me in the draft. He was number three and yeah. I was number four. Um, right behind yeah. uh, Jordan and Wayne. And uh, so I texted Houston. I said, gosh, I'm doing all these mock drafts. I, the one thing I can't figure out is what you're doing. Who are you, who are you picking at three? Because it's obvious that it's going to go Christian <laughs> McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. I mean, that's just what it is. So I said, so who, who are you picking at three? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I've been, you know, kind of tossed it around. He goes, I, I think I'm leaning towards Devontae Adams. And I'm thinking, I hope to God, you, I hope you pick Devontae Adams. I mean, obviously, he's been great this year. And he's yeah. the best receiver in football, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, at least him and Rodgers, that tandem, you know. And so, yeah. um, so I tell him, oh, yeah, I mean <laughs> – with with Saquon's injury history coming off of that, you know, ACL and you know, this guy and that guy. So I would I I would pick Devontae Adams if I was you. And sure enough, he picks Devontae Adams. And I was hoping I was I thought he'd pick I thought he was gonna pick Saquon, which I know at this point with Saquon missing half the year seems silly. Saquon's the guy I wanted. If he's playing, I'm starting him the rest of the way. That that was a decision I made before the draft. You know, so like I said, if he doesn't perform the way I hope he does on Monday night and that loses me the matchup, you reap what you sell, you know? Yeah, exactly. So be it. Yeah, I, I felt uh, I had no clue. I mean, you obviously texted him, but I had no clue he was going to take Devonte Adams. So when he took him, it uh, it was nice because I really wanted to get Najee at the end of the draft. And that was the only way I felt like I would end up getting Najee is if somebody took a receiver early so i was uh i was stoked about that yeah. <laughs> as well believe it or not believe it or not i was hoping that naji somehow came back i mean every mock draft i was able to do which was really tough with our keepers and stuff you know um everything i was able to figure out said that it, i should have the option to take either eckler or naji and i basically decided i would take them if they were there and obviously neither one was there um, I was really, really high on Najee. I was really hoping to get him. If I would have been later in the first round, I absolutely would have taken him. Um, and that's one of those things that yeah. kind of plays into the whole strategy strategy of it. You know, I, if I would have kept Z, I would have been right there in place to take Najee. You know, and those two this year obviously would have been awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Like I said, to see how this season shapes out, um, and hopefully we can you know get even more of that going into the into the start of the season next year as far as strategy and stuff like that goes, because I think everybody's learned a thing or two this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple guys spend less and we have a smaller pot next year or something, you know, um, and kind of go more Jordan strategy, try to get early in the draft because it worked out so well for him. But I think in general, the best strategy is 
to go more so the route that like you and Shannon did and keep a running back and get them, you know, late in the first round and then turn right back around and maybe take another one. Yeah, that was my strategy going into it. Obviously it was pretty solid up until Henry got hurt, but um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I even yeah. mentioned just doing like a, you know, take a, you know, first through third guy you keep, and then you have to take a guy that's third round through sixth round and keep that way. It's, you know, maybe, you know, you're paying a little more money, but you also, you know, everybody gets equal opportunity to be able to keep, you know, you're not taking both of your first rounders. Like you got to take, you know, somebody else other than, you know, your top two guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested in looking at doing, uh, well, I mean, if we do it by round, then you can't take like two first rounders, which I mean, like, Looking yeah, at my team, I probably have that's what I'm saying. I probably have two first rounders, so I couldn't keep like my top two in particular, you know. But I agree, maybe it'd yeah. be interesting to do a, an early round and then a late round. Maybe it'd be interesting to do, yeah, you know, um, kind of an untimed down type situation. You get a guy at the start of the draft, no round, doesn't matter who it is, and then whatever round, you know. I mean, there's a couple of different things that we could do. I think we've kind of opened the floodgates yeah. to some different ideas and stuff, you know, with how we did this year. Um, so I'll be interested to see how we end up going about it, but everybody, you know, that is listening, kind of keep in mind, obviously that all bets are off, you know, for next year, other than, I mean, plan on keeping at least one guy, you know, we might keep fucking three of them. So, you know, keep that in mind with the moves you make here at the end of the season. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to uh, see how it all unfolds. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but I'm excited for how this league's looking for the years to come. So I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun figuring out what we're going to do. And yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, me too. I I love our league. I've been in my other league for this is our 12th or 13th season now, and this is then the league wow. that we're in is my favorite league. I mean, I I, I love our group chat. The shit that came up with Cam the other week, like was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in a group chat, um, which I know he doesn't want to bring that up anymore. And neither do I, honestly. Um, he called me. He called me like the minute I sent, yeah. when he left our group chat, my phone was ringing. Um, it was hilarious. But all of that stuff <laughs> cracked me up so much. Um, I, I really, I really enjoy being a part of this league and especially being the commissioner of this league. I think, uh, I think, like I said, this year, especially I've been, having a really good time and I hope everybody else has too. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you leading the league and, uh, doing everything you do for the league, man. You're leading the league this year, buddy. You know, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, I just, I just, all I do is when trades go through, I push them through, you know, I mean, that's it. (laughs) I sit there and I hit review and I hit uphold while while you, you know, bring everybody on here every single week. And like I've said it a couple of times in the group chat, but, it's it's added a whole other layer or another element to what we do, and it's been especially fun. I know as, with my job, I drive around so much for work, hours, you know, to and from and stuff like that to appointments, and it's really, really nice to look forward to every week being able to count on like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, you know, something to put on and you know, drive around to. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I, I, I appreciate um you saying that is very kind of you to say that and um i've enjoyed 
everybody I've had on. Um, it's been a blast, and it's been a blast having you on today, uh, talking to you. Um, I know we. I can't. I, I'm not gonna. Sorry to interrupt. You. I I can't believe you waited so long to bring me on here. <laughs> I really like at the start of the year with the changes we made. I thought, oh, and I and I'm the one that said like you should bring on a different manager every week. You know, I thought for yeah. sure I'd be like the first one to be on here. And then I led the, yeah. the, I didn't come on. I led the league in scoring week one. I thought, oh, I'm for sure going to be on there. Didn't get the call. Did, went on this win streak. Every week I'm like, he's got <laughs> to bring me on here. Never got on. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I was going to win this last week. I didn't think I was going to win the week before. You picked the perfect time to bring me on here. Seven game win streak. <laughs> it's lonely at the top. Eight and two. Great time! Great time to get on here with you. Yeah. So, great timing, and I thank you. Yeah, no, I, I pre- like I said, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we uh, we've gone through all the matchups. So I want to give, uh, like I do every week, this time for you to talk some smack or, or say say anything you want to say before uh, we finish up. Um, I don't have much to say. I think I've said, I mean, I, I talked, I thought I was going to keep it short and sweet. I was like, oh, no way my, my episode goes two hours like Ben's, like as, who I fast forwarded half of that shit. I was like, oh my God, he's just talking, talking, <laughs> talking. I didn't think there was any chance this is going to happen, but, um, been, been a lot of fun. Like I said, uh, more so I'd rather take the time to thank you for doing it every week. Cause obviously, I mean, you and I were texting to, uh, set up a time. It's easier said than done to, you know, um, be able to make it work every single week. So you do. And we thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, yeah, everybody's including you have been really great about, uh, I have not been always great about contacting ahead of time, kind of doing it last minute. So everybody's been great about, you know, being open and flexible and making it work. So I, I appreciate everybody in this league for, for being willing to come on here for sometimes, you know, hour and a half to two hours and just, shoot the breeze about fantasy football. So yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on today and uh, I'm wishing you the best of luck in your matchup this week. Oh, big time rooting for you, buddy. You better believe it. I, I, I mean, if there were ever a week, it's this week for you. Um, real quick, quick question, just cause I'm curious, have you reached out to Joe or Wayne to get him? I mean, I'm assuming you will in the next couple of weeks to get him on here, but have you already? And has it failed? I'm sure a couple guys are interested in that. Cause I have been, I've wondered if you texted Joe, uh, you know, any of these weeks. I have not texted Joe or Wayne. Okay. Um, I've kind of held off on texting them because I felt like they were maybe the two people I wasn't so sure if they actually listened to this. Um, I'm hoping to get Joe for next week, and then I was probably going to do more of a Jordan and Wayne tag team episode, um, you know, father-son. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get that. Oh, yeah. We're, so, we're going to have to start doubling up. You know, so that's something to think about. Yeah, I'd like to see come playoffs. I wouldn't mind seeing two two guys, two guests, you know, uh, per episode or something like that. Or as guys get eliminated or yeah. on a bye week, you know, I mean, I think it'd be really interesting to mix it up a little bit. So. Yeah, no, that's definitely where I'm I'm going toward is the two guys. Once we uh, get Joe and, and hopefully Wayne on here, um, that's where I'm going toward. So I'm excited. And uh I'm looking forward to getting a couple guys on here at the same time and just chatting it up. Love it. Feel free to, uh, to trim me down. You know, I know we talked a little longer than I thought. So, but thanks for having me. I've gotten like progressively drunker as we've been talking. So I've had a good time. 
And uh, I hope that you uh, you bring me back on for playoffs or something. Yeah, man. I will uh, definitely try to get you back on here for playoffs and uh, have a great rest of your night. Yep. You too, buddy. Take care. Right. Take care. Bye. Well, uh, want to thank again, as I've said m- numerous times, Carter, for stepping on the show uh, or the podcast this week. Um, really appreciate him and every him and everybody else taking the time to come on here. Um, like I usually say, um, just really appreciative of got of you guys making the time to do it, um, and really enjoy getting to sit down one on one with you guys and just have some really great uh, discussions and you know crack it up about this fantasy football league. Um, without further ado, though, let's uh, get into some week. 10, yeah, week 10 power rankings. Um, you know, at number one, I feel like I can't I can't uh, take the number one guy off when he wins. Doesn't matter how you win, you know, a win is a win. So I'm going to keep Carter at number one in the power rankings. At number two, um, I'm going to go Jordan. Uh, Jordan's got to be my number two. Beat my team this last week, put up a pretty solid performance, uh, rebounded from a tough, uh, nitty-gritty loss with one of his lowest scoring performances against Cam the week before. Uh, yeah, I got to I gotta give the man credit where credit's due. Definitely got a dark horse team and uh, vying for a bye. So hopefully your team doesn't collapse, Jordan, in the next four weeks and you lose out on that, but... Right now, you're looking like you're pretty much a lock for the playoffs, which is uh, got to make you feel comfortable. Uh, yeah, so congrats. At number three, I got to go Reed. Reed's on a six-game win, win streak. Um, team seems to be coming along pretty well. I think there's still some iffy spots or some inconsistent play, but hey, everybody's team is inconsistent, um, so... I mean, six-game win streak is pretty impressive after starting out one and three to rally this this well and put on this many wins in a row. Um, I got to give credit where credit's due, but uh, I think I got to end the win streak this week just because I feel like I got my team's hungrier than yours. Like we desperately need this win, whereas you know a loss for you may or may not you know affect your playoff standings. So. I think my team's hungrier for it, so I, I got to come in and take it. Um, at number four, uh, this is where it starts getting tough because there are three teams right now, the three that I've mentioned, that are right now head and heels above the others in the standings. And then we start getting into some uh, interesting waters, uh, some murky waters as far as what rankings – would be um, at number four. I'm still going to go Shannon. Um, I still think got a very capable team. They are very fluctuating. Yeah, Camara out probably hurt quite a bit this last week. Um, looking for you to rebound this week, but hopefully Camara can get healthy and then you're missing Cooper Cup. So it may or may not be that week where you turn it around. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, at number five, oh man, this is getting tougher. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
man, I'm going to go myself just based off of based off of, you know, having the most points scored in the league right now or points for um and my team is still pretty solid. Yeah, I lost my top running back, but overall I think my team top to bottom is pretty good. Um and I just think I've hit a streak of bad luck here recently, so I think my team is better than the record that I have, but you got to go out and win these games, so hopefully my team will finally get a win. Uh, at number six, I'm going to go with the other Cam, uh, Kill Cam. I uh, still think you got a good team. I think you got a lot of boomer bust players that are going to come back to bite you. Um, I just love that you, like, it felt like you got away with a steal trade against Joe, um, getting Matthew Stafford and Chase Edmonds, and Edmonds is hurt within a week, and Matthew Stafford has two of his worst games probably this entire season um after you trade for him so um yeah I have no sympathy on that one but uh I still think your team is good and I still think you're probably gonna make the playoffs so I would feel confident right now Cam maybe a little nervous but um hopefully you can kick off your farewell tour with with uh with some playoff noise at Number seven, I'm going to go Huseman. Um, I know Huseman just got throttled this last week. Um, did not see that coming. Uh, did not see Ben's team, you know, just laying the smack down on Huseman's team. But, yeah, Huseman, I know it's got to be tough. Uh, just, yeah, your team's got so much talent. TJ Hawkinson comes out and puts up a zero. Um, yeah, it's, it's sad, really sad, a lot of potential. Um, but just seems like the players aren't motivated by their coach. Like the coach has to lead the team, you know, manage the team. And just like, I feel like the players can sense that they're, they're, their manager and coach just doesn't trust them, doesn't have faith in them. So I think that's why this team's coming up short. And uh, I don't know. There just needs to be a change in, in change in attitude or some guys need to get off the roster. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. At number eight, uh, I'm going to go Ben. Uh, ben, you're slowly but surely uh, working your way up these rankings. I still think you got a lot to prove. Uh, I think your team has gotten better, maybe more consistent, but I still think it's a lot to ask to win out, not impossible. You really got one game that you could lose between now and these next four games. That is not impossible, but I don't know. It seems highly improbable, but stranger things have happened in this league, and there's still plenty of time for a couple other teams to collapse and fall out, including my team, so... That matchup me and you have to end the season could be very pivotal in who makes the playoffs. We shall see. At number nine, I'm going to go Wayne. Uh, Wayne, I think your team has started to pick it up again too, but your team is always super inconsistent, and you never know what you're getting out of them. So it's tough to really pick your team. Moving forward, still think you got some pieces, and uh, 
if you can put it together, might be able to put a, make a late push here to, to try and get in the playoffs. At number 10, I'm going to go Joe. Um, same old, same old. Uh, glad to see the Eagles are getting a couple wins, Joe. I know that's got to be at least exciting a little bit. Uh, as we stated earlier, I'm going to reiterate it. Like I said last week, appreciate you, even though I know you probably could care less. And, um, you know, just being competitive and still putting an active lineup and getting on and setting your roster, um, it really is appreciated. And I know Carter and I are not the only ones who would uh, agree and concur with that statement. Um, so just really appreciate it, Joe. And um, hopefully the Eagles can at least bring you some some happiness here in the next couple of weeks as your team looks like. If they get healthy, could you know hurt some people down the road, but right now, really, you're just playing. Uh, yeah, spoiler for a lot of people. So maybe you can do that to somebody. I'm hoping it's not me because I know we got a matchup here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, just appreciate you in this league, and uh, yeah, you're still gonna be at number ten, but appreciate you, man. Uh, other than that, guys, um, that, that kind of concludes the power rankings, but uh, I wanted to do something a little different this week and kind of end it off with um, just keeping it real, um, you know, life. And, um, you know, I know this is this is kind of a fun thing that we do, um, but I also think that it's important to, you know, have kind of a brotherhood. I don't really um, talk to a lot of you guys outside of fantasy football or get to. Um, so this this has really been great um, to have those one-on-one interactions with you guys and just being able to like um, conversate. But I just want to say that um, I know I think for, I speak for everybody, but if anybody in here is ever going through anything, um, you know, mental health wise or anything's going on in their life. Um, I just want to let you guys know that I would be more than happy, um, to talk with any of you guys or be someone that you can reach out to. Um, I know that that stuff is tough and maybe there are other people you'd rather reach out to, but if you feel like you have no one to talk to, please feel like, um, I'm somebody you can reach out to. I would be more than happy to speak with any of you guys. Um, and I'd really like you guys to know that if um, you have any prayers or anything going on in your life, you'd like me to pray for you about um, that. Please hit up my number anytime. Uh, and I'd be more than happy to pray uh, about that for you guys. Um, I just wanted to include that because um, I think it's just so easy to get caught up in life and get caught up in, you know, fantasy football and this is fun, but um, not to bring a somber mood, but I just want you guys to know that I care for you guys and that um, I'm here if you ever need anything and um, would be happy to pray for any of you guys if you have anything this week, down the road, in the future, whenever, shoot me a text. I would be happy to do that for you guys. I appreciate you guys and uh, good luck in your matchups and have a great rest of your week. See you guys.